Welcome to the Cheeky Investor Podcast. This episode, Gareth and I are going to be walking you through on how to get started with value investing when markets are going a little bit crazy and if we see um, a bit of a crash like we did earlier this year, uh, value investing can be a super profitable way to start getting into the market. Gareth, it's uh, something Buffett's made famous over his uh, time investing. Yeah, for sure. It's certainly something that has piqued a lot more interest uh, with household stocks and those blue chip stocks coming down in price quite a lot. It's something we talk about quite a lot, Phil, uh, as a great method to get people started with investing because it allows you to uh, play a little bit of, I suppose, a safer hand to some degree. If you're following the sort of training we do, um, showing people how to value companies, uh, you can you can come out pretty well. Obviously, the one thing that people don't like is the fact that you have to wait around a little while to get your money back, <laughs> and a little while could be years. Um, yeah. You know, we live in a short-term world. Um, but other than that, hey, value investing is is excellent, and I would suggest very strongly people have it as part of their portfolio as a longer-term play to um, build money. So yeah, as you say, Warren Buffett's the main guy, although he's had a bit of a hammering. Uh, over the last couple of months. Um, Charlie Munger is pal. Um, who's the original? Was it Benj- Benjamin Graham? Yeah, Benjamin Graham kind of started it back in the 30s, I believe. 90 yeah, years wow. ago. Yeah, okay. It's been around a while. Ooh, that is a bit old. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Was there investing in the 19th? Of course there was because the stock market crashed. There's yeah, a question. Was- when did stock markets start? When was the first stock market? Was it like ancient Rome or something? Um, yeah, I remember actually being in um, Pompeii. First, oh yeah, and I was and I was going around the sites, and this said the um, this was a, the stock market back in the time. Uh, obviously, oh, really? I think I think stocks yeah. were stock was different. It may not have been paper ownership. It was literally yeah. It was literally <laughs> stock. It was yeah. <laughs> it was a bag of grain. That's the stock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I guess we've gone on for that long. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, value investing has certainly been around a long time. It's a proven method of successful investing. Warren Buffett, obviously, is the, 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 the grandfather of it. Well, Benjamin Graham is, but certainly he's the biggest name that you'd hear. And he's a billionaire uh, as a result of value investing. Did George Soros, is he a value investor or has he gone a completely different way? No, he's a trader. He's a trader because yeah, I know he shorted the pound trader. is one mm. of his, yeah, one of the biggest, the, the, the sort of famous moves in the late 80s, I think. Um, but yeah, so I think let's this week, we'll dive into, so we want to sort of focus on beginners. So I suppose taking them through what value investing is for starters, you know, we talk about it, but what does it actually yeah. mean? And then let's go through some simple ways that people can look at how to value invest um, and then hopefully by the end, people will be able to go, oh, yeah, that's something I really want to get into. And we'll just gently slip in um, our, our 28-day value investing bootcamp, uh, <laughs> and people will just sign up to it, Phil. That's the, isn't that the way podcasts work? <laughs> yeah, our $84,000 one-off program. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's start with what the fuck is value investing? Value investing, the... Um the way that I've had it explained to me uh, in several books, it's uh, buying a dollar for 50 cents and then selling it to someone later on for a for dollar. That's the basic premises. You want to identify a company that's trading less than its value and then sell it later on when it gets to its value. That's its basic, basic form. 
That's it. Right. Well, let's finish the podcast. I think everyone has the answers. They uh... <laughs> and that's it. Just take that mantra. But when we, look at, when we look at value, right, we've got two different types of value. We've got market value. So that's where we see, you know, market capitalization. That's the stock price um, times by the shares outstanding. And that's kind of the artificial um, number. It's what people are willing to pay. That's where the market gets caught up in all the hype and the FOMO. And then we've got what's called the intrinsic value, and that's the value of the company uh, based on its assets. So, you know, an example might be, um, let, let's look at a Tesla, for example. You know, there might actually only be uh, $30,000 worth of product that's in a Tesla. So that's its intrinsic value, but its market value, it'd be $150,000. That's what people are willing to pay for it. The difference between the 30000 and the 150000 is just marketing, it's convenience, it's a lifestyle, it's getting caught up in the emotion. But if you were to buy a Tesla, strip it down and sell it for parts, you may only get $30,000 from it. So that's kind of the way I explain the difference. You want to buy something for closer to what it is, uh, its, its actual value. So in that same scenario, if you bought a Tesla for twenty grand and sold it for parts mm. and made $30,000, that's an example of how a, how a value investor would approach that situation. Mm. And that's traditionally how they, they would do it, isn't it? I mean, um, Warren Buffett came from that sort of mindset of looking at businesses in that way and obviously continued through. One point to make in what you were saying, Phil, um, something we've spoken about before is understanding. If you're completely new to this, this is the first podcast you're listening to on investing. Firstly, welcome. Secondly, um, understand that the value ascribed to a company isn't what the company is worth in terms of the profits it's making or anything like that. It's, it's what an investor or what investors value that company at. Isn't that right, Phil? Yeah. When we see the actual stock price, where we see everything on the news, that's what just investors are valuing it at. So to give you an example, you could have a company that's selling at a hundred dollars per share and you could have a company selling at a thousand dollars per share. But the $100 per share company could actually be more expensive than the $1,000 one, hmm. which is counterintuitive, but it's there very you'll, you'll get the answer by the end of the, the podcast. <laughs> I like, leave them hanging, <laughs> leave them hanging, classic. <laughs> okay, so we have the idea of what value investing is about. So what you talked about was looking to get, in effect, companies that are undervalued on the stock market um, and investing yeah. in those. And then the theory is the value will obviously increase over time. Now, um, on that point, Warren Buffett, um, and I'm, I'm, you know I'm going to get this wrong. You know I'm going to get these quotes wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> classic. I live for these quotes. Oh, you love these quotes. Okay. So Benjamin Graham said you should get a – fair company at a good price and Warren Buffett said you should get a good company at a fair price. Is that right? Have I got it right? I've got it right, haven't I? I smashed it. Uh, I can't remember what you said because you paused too long and I lost faith. Oh man, I've lost faith. See, this is the problem. You see, I'm losing faith in myself. So Benjamin Graham, his, um, the idea of value, the type of value investing, I suppose, was, was getting a fair company at a good price. But when yes. Warren Buffett yeah. began to get into it, him and Charlie Munger, 
they turned around and said, no, you don't want to get a fair company at a good price. What you want to get is a good company or a great company at a fair price. Now, we'll explain the differences yeah. between the two because it all sounds quite similar, but it's not. There's quite important distinctions. But, but that's right. Isn't that, isn't, I just want to make sure I get the quote. That's correct. Right. Yes. Like, yes. All right. I smashed it. it. That's like the first one yeah. I've ever gotten right. I'm really happy with myself. So basically, what, what the, the point of that is, so if you were on the Benjamin Graham school, which was a fair company at a good price, what you'd be looking for is pretty good companies. You know, they were going well. They weren't absolute behemoths. They weren't the big blue chip companies, but they were solid companies, good companies, and you got them at, at a sort of a good haircut. So you got them for a good price in terms of the, the uh, when you were looking at your value investing. And we'll talk about, you know, what you should be looking for in terms of the actual uh, sort of value investing processes. So, that was his belief was you take sort of a solid company, you get them for a good price and they'll grow. Whereas Charlie Munger and uh, Warren Buffett said, no, what you should be getting is you look for great companies. So you look for the big ones. Coca-Cola is the obvious example. And you look to invest in those at a cheaper price. So in effect, you'd be paying more money for the great companies. Isn't that right? But there's more opportunity to grow. Is that, is that why they say that? I've never really fully understood why there is that difference. Yeah, because even going back to Graham's days, he used to invest in what was called cigar butt stocks. And these were companies that were trading below intrinsic value, but because they weren't able to generate revenue, the stock price would never go back up to that value. So that's one of the catches with um, value investing. You might buy a company that's trading under its intrinsic value, but how does it get back up to that value is a question. And that's what Benjamin Graham didn't do. But it wasn't until Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett come and said, okay, you've got the value part, but you know what? They also need a pretty good business. They need to be able to generate revenue and create excitement in the market. So people are going to demand that share and then drive the price up. Because otherwise, if you've just got a crap company that's undervalued, well, then in 10 years' time, it's still going to be a crap company that's undervalued. Mm, There's nothing driving the share up. I get you. Oh, that's good. Okay, so that's the distinction between the two. Yeah, and that's an important distinction because if you are a value investor now, that's what you need to be thinking of. Um, you only have to look at the portfolio of uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is the, the, the vehicle for, for Buffett and Charlie Munger to, to invest in. And you see the sorts of companies they look at. They go for blue chip companies. And this is the other thing. At the moment, with so much volatility in the market, value investing is actually a really good option. There's times when you're in a bull market where value investing mightn't seem as sexy or whatever, you know, because you might be able to jump on these different opportunities. But I think at the minute there's, there is real opportunity, even in the relatively short term, I'm talking a year or so, to actually gain quite a lot of money through through the method of value investing. Because the real thing is what, what you've had is a, and there's still, um, price reductions in those blue chip stocks. So you had a big drop in stock price in March or April. And obviously that's climbed back up, but it's nowhere near where it was. <clears throat> so that's the point is that there's still these companies that are actually undervalued and it's not hard to find them. You just need to get out and start looking at some of the big companies, follow some of the assessment methods, which we can talk about some some kind of 
you know, the kind of basic ways to start looking at value, how to value companies. Um, and then you can invest in them. So I'm talking about things like Starbucks, McDonald's, um, you know, Coca-Cola is obviously the really big one. All those sorts of companies where you know their models work. They're excellent models because they've been proven to be successful. Yet their prices are actually generally a little bit low at the minute because of the fact that the coronavirus knocked their price off. So that's the important thing here. And I think for anyone, again, who's like, I don't really want to invest now because it's pretty freaking scary out there. And it is. Value investing is a way to get around that. It's a way to build your wealth without having to put in that risk of, oh shit, when I wake up tomorrow and the stock price has been knocked down by 25%. And you kind of hope for that in a way because that's what gives you the the opportunity. And again, to go back to Buffett and we reference him because he's obviously built a legacy around the value investing, mm. but he talks about the stock market. He refers to it as Mr. Market and he says he's a bit bipolar with price. He said one day, you know, he'll offer um, a company to buy a company and it's overpriced but then a week later due to whatever's happening in the economy whatever's happening with new traders uh he will offer you to buy that company that's uh, undervalued yeah nice. and it's going to fluctuate uh, between that and the market's really erratic and unpredictable so as a value investor you kind of want these parts where it goes down because it's an opportunity to get into a stock at a, at a good price because if things keep going up all the time you're gonna have to overpay uh, for a company, it's certainly mm. not the essence of, of a, a value investor. No, no, that's that's true. And we've obviously seen a significant um, drop in price, but there are periods. So the stock market operates on the idea that it does go up and up and up. And then there's things like price corrections happen. Whereas now I feel where you'll have a kind of a jolt in the market and it'll sort of reset itself slightly. So there is throughout history, there's been these moments, you know, whilst the pandemic at the minute is obviously the big thing and there's been a big drop in the stock market. There's a history of, you know, drops happening in the stock market for various reasons. So there is always opportunities for people that get in. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this, to this point, you're probably getting a sense that, we're not, we're not talking about an overnight. We're not talking about a trading mentality of saying, oh, I've got this pharmaceutical company I'm going to put money on, and in a couple of days or a week or even a month or two or three, I'm going to get my money back and a lot more. Value investing isn't like that because really what you're reliant on is the company itself bringing up the stock price. And if you are investing in blue chip companies, it's going to take a much longer time for that to happen. It's just the nature of these big companies. You're not going to get those, but not because the stock price is generally pretty high anyway. You're not going to get a huge jump like you might with a penny stock. So that, that is quite an important thing to consider. This definitely is a longer term thing, but it's something that suits a lot of people who, yeah, like are, are a bit uncomfortable with that shorter term sort of idea at the moment. So um, we've talked a little bit then about what value investing is, the sorts of companies you might want to get in on. Do we want to sort of delve slightly into how you'd actually go about valuing companies? Because obviously that's, you know, that's the really important thing. And I suppose, Phil, is there is there like a method that you could say to people as a beginner, okay, this, this is kind of what you need to do to actually get yeah. started on value investing? Yeah, so one of the rules that Buffett has is he wants a company that's been on the stock market for at least 10 years because he wants to have 10 years of numbers that he can analyse. So if you're not familiar, before a company lists on the market, they're a private company and they don't have to meet the same legal requirements of reporting and reporting finances as a public company. And they can sometimes be manufactured, some of the numbers, some of the sales, some of the um, data that comes out. 
So he generally wants a company that's been listed on the market for at least 10 years. So that's probably a good starting point. You want a company that's been around for 10 years. Uh, the, the first thing you want to do is identify its value. And when we talk about value for a company, we're talking about assets because assets are something that you can turn to cash. It's all about how quickly you can turn those um, assets into cash. So to give you an idea, um, you know, you look on the balance sheet, you see what their uh, short-term assets are, you see what their long-term assets are. And then to put that into context, you want to have a look at their debt as well. And that's where you get to this interesting thing called equity. So you get total assets, take away total liability, and what is remaining is equity. So that means worst case scenario, the company's in trouble, they have to sell all their assets, they pay all the liabilities. That remaining equity actually gets shared up among the shareholders. It gets distributed among the shareholders. So worst case, you will get paid something. Whereas if a company's got negative equity, where they've got more liabilities than assets, and worst case scenario, it goes under, well, then you're not getting anything as a shareholder because people that the company owes money to, they get paid first, then they've got preference shareholders, and then they've got the average punters that get paid. So that's kind of the baseline of value investing. You want to make sure, worst case scenario, you're going to get something back uh, if things go bad. Sure. That's really helpful. Just a question on that. When you talk about, um, there's a couple of questions, actually. Let's start with, are you guaranteed to get your money back if the equity, if there's sufficient equity in the company to cover all of the investors? I thought it was done by certain people at the top, like the top investors get all of their money and then it sort of trickles down to, because I'm obviously thinking again, if you're a beginner, you know, you, yeah. you might have a couple hundred dollars, you might have a couple of thousand dollars, but you're nothing in the scheme of things. Is the process by which you're following, you're basically saying that you look at companies that have enough in their kitty in terms of what their, their equity is to actually make sure you get paid. Is, is, that, is that right? Yeah, essentially. So it, it goes um, people that the company owes money to, they get paid first, the people that are recalling debt, and then various preference of shares. Um, you know, maybe people have got into a stock early, they get a preference where it says if the company gets uh, goes under, um, I get my money back before any other shareholder. So they're the different classes of shares. But I think what you're alluding to is something called book value per share. Now, book value per share is just taking the equity in the company and dividing it by how many shares are outstanding. So let's say a company has $200 million in assets, $100 million in liability. So we remember our formula, we've got $100 million equity. So if we've got a million shares that are outstanding, then that means that there's 100 dollars per share book value per share yep. so if it's current if the stock's currently trading for 110 dollars and we buy into it and things go bad well the most that the company can pay us at that point in time is 100 bucks they don't actually have enough to give you your 110 dollars back i get you and and that's where you come from again from a value investing point of view but if we find uh, that the company's trading at 50 dollars per share and its book value is 100 dollars well, that's great. Worst case scenario, they go bankrupt and you get double your money back. So that's where you, people come from when they're talking about valuing a company. Yeah, you want to find yeah. out from a worst case scenario, will you actually get your money back? Yeah. And, and obviously, just so everyone knows, we're not saying you're investing to make the company go down and you get your money back. We're just saying, because, you know, the reality is you're doing it because obviously you want to get a, a rise in value. You want to get more and more money. But the point, what Phil's making is a very good point, is 
it, it's this idea of significantly reducing the risk. Of course, there is. Some Do you know risk. Buffett's rule number one? Uh, you just said it. Um, buy high, sell low. No, um, no, it's don't lose money. Brace, braces and belts. Um, That's it. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, comb to the left, not the right. <laughs> Sorry, oh, what's his name? <laughs> Unsubscribe. What's his? Oh, shut up. What's his? What's his number? What's his number one rule, Phil? Don't lose money. Yeah, that's, that's a stupid one. rule. That's what everyone's trying to do. Yeah, lose up. <laughs> no, it's rule number seven. Penny stocks is rule number one. Yeah, that's right. Go big or go home. That's rule number one. That's the cheeky <laughs> investor way. <laughs> Zip pay. Zip pay, Zip rule pay. number two. <laughs> um, yes. Well, no, very good. And it is. And, and that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Like, it's don't lose mindset. money. So, yeah. <clears throat> So, in, uh, and that's where it gets the reps. So I was just going to, that's where, you know, value investing a lot of people in other types of investing sort of poo poo it because, you know, for them, they think, oh, it's really boring. But it, it's not boring. I mean, it's actually very interesting because you, you really want to look into a company and understand what's happening with that company. So, people that have an interest in the business that they're investing in, it's actually quite an interesting thing to do, I find. I don't know about you, Phil. Um, but it's, it's a different way. You know, you're not just relying on the technical information. You do have to put some thought to um, things like management structure. And I mean, this is when you're slightly more advanced at it, you know management structure you know any future product launches anything like that because you're looking for that little bit of an opportunity to see the price go up as well so um yeah it, it definitely has a rep because it's this idea that it is actually reducing a lot of the risk out which which is which is a great great way to start investing so um with that information phil so you've sort of gone through <clears throat> excuse me how companies are valued yeah and if you're a beginner where do you find this information is it easy to find? Is it hard to find? Uh, what's free out there that people can start to look this stuff up, start to get a feel for it? Yeah, so uh, it's probably not investor level, but all this stuff is in a company's financial statements. If you just Google Apple's financial statements, Apple's balance sheet, Apple's cash flow statement, um, they all come up because they're public companies. They have to list them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you'd have to know your way around those financial statements. Uh, apart from that, uh, you'd have a look on Yahoo Finance. Yahoo Finance, you can have a look sure. um, at things like they have a market capitalization. Uh, they potentially have equity on there, I think, if not MSM money certainly does. But the goal is to understand how to analyze those financial statements because these, these free websites are free for a reason. You know, they might mm. be lagging in information. So mm. um, certainly as a starting point, and we teach this in the 28-day boot camp. We show exactly where to go. That. Yep. Yeah, and I'll walk you through which websites, where to find and where to click to access this information um, so you can pick it up and start, you know, start taking ownership of your own investing. 100%. Definitely worth mentioning the bootcamp because that is literally the step-by-step -step way from beginning to end. You'll be a value investor by the end of it. Um, it's an excellent course um, and it's, it's really hands-on and it, it, it will actually give you, because, you know, what we find is people tend to learn better in chunks Hence why it's a 28-day. You may think it's a long time, but it's not to learn something that could change your finances forever. Um, 
and the idea of learning in shorter periods, people understand things a lot better. You get a much better response. And also people tend to actually finish, finish these things better and go out and actually, you know, enact this, um, what, what they've learned, as opposed to someone that sits for a week, just absolutely blasting some information, never does anything with it. So that's, I think is a really good course. There are other, yeah, as you say, free tools out there. Is there any paid tools you'd recommend just for anyone that's interested, um, who's sort of willing to pay a little bit? Um, no, I wouldn't, to be honest. When I first started, I was paying, uh, this is more trading, I was paying $150 um, a month for some software. Okay. And I've looked at doing that again, but th this stuff's free. Uh, once you learn how to analyze uh, financial statements, you can access these statements for free. You only really pay money for, um, you know, to the second data, like really up-to-date data yeah. um, for the stock market, or you want to have a look at market depth. You want to see how many buyers and sellers are out there and every second counts. That's more for trading, uh, but certainly wouldn't be paying for any premium programs to, to access this when, it, when it's all free. Cool. Uh, but yeah, our program, cheekinvestor.com forward slash value investing, um, you'll be able to pick up that course and learn a bit more. Yeah, for sure. No, that's really good. So really <laughs> the premise of value investing is, finding those companies that are undervalued in the stock market but that have the potential to grow or to to increase in value um you do that as phil said th th there's different sort of methods but it's the principal idea is looking at um <clears throat> the the um, assets that a company has then the liabilities take one away from the other take the the um liabilities away from the assets and you get the equity of the company and then you can actually divide that down into a per share basis and look at how that figure, which is what the actual company, I suppose, technically is, is worth stripping everything out, what that figure is compared to what the figure, what the stock market figure is for that company. And obviously, yeah. if the stock market figure um, is higher, then it's, you're, it's not going to be a value company. Um, but if the stock market figure is lower, and of course, I'm just this is very basic. If the stock market figure is lower than that equity, that that book value per share figure, then that's a really good starting point if you're looking for value companies. Yeah, yeah. So you compare the equity to the market cap, yep. and, and see which one's higher or lower. Um, and just just on that, once you identify that it's possibly undervalued. What you then do is have a look at the previous 10 years worth of equity and you want to see a growth rate of at least 10% per year over the last 10 years because that's that's where it shows you that it's a good company. That's where it really separates. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that's good. Okay. Because if, if, if a company is able to grow its equity uh, consistently over 10 years, well, then you're not going to get caught up in some of these guys where you're buying a company that's undervalued, but it's just kind of stagnant because it's a bit of a shit company. Yeah, you're buying okay. something that has the ability to generate um, a return for investors, and that last part is what's really important. Okay, awesome. No, that's that. That's really good. So, that sort of set the scene a bit. Question, Phil is is this type of investing? Would you recommend this investing right now to people? And if so, obviously this this podcast is for beginners. But is this something also for experienced? traders to, to do on the side like what's your sense of how it would fit in with your portfolio oh 100 i mean 
uh, investing, whether you're starting out or, or a bit more experienced, you need to have value stocks uh, in your portfolio because uh, they, they protect you against market downturns. Because what happens is everyone, when things get a little nerving in the economy and you're a little scared, all of a sudden Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix and Google don't look so good when they, when they can crash 30% in a month. Yeah. So what people do is they sell that and they go for your Coca-Cola, they go for your McDonald's and having those as part of your portfolio before people get there, um, you know, you can see some really good early returns. So you definitely need to have both in your portfolio. You need growth stocks and you need value stocks. And certainly, um, you know, some people are just hardcore value investors, but they kind of, um, you know, they have a look at the premises of, of a longer term return. Yeah. Okay. And one of the one of the simplicities of it is, you know, Buffett aims for fifteen percent return per year. If you can consistently do that, you've outperformed the market. And just to put it in perspective, if a stock goes up by four times its current price, and it does that within ten years, that works out to be fifteen percent per year. So if you have a look at Apple trading now at around four hundred dollars a stock, the first question you ask is, do I see this stock trading at sixteen hundred dollars in the next ten years? Seems quite feasible. Uh, to confirm that, you'd want to see what I was trading at 10 years ago to see if it does grow by that 15% per year. Yeah, okay, cool. So that's kind of tacking on a, a growth element to the value investing. That's really good, awesome. Yeah, and look, all this stuff, you might be listening thinking, ah, oh, this is super simple. You might be listening <laughs> thinking, this is super complicated. What I would <laughs> recommend is, as always, get training in this stuff. Um, there are other courses out there, but they're crap. Uh, <laughs> you want to do uh, our bootcamp because it is designed to take you through step by step. Um, it, it is 28 days, but I think the way it's set up now is the, the videos are on there, so you can access more if you want to. But the point is it's broken down into bite-sized chunks. It's, it's just a really good way to learn, particularly if you're working or doing anything, you can come home, you're not having to slave away at watching a video when you're knackered. It's done really, really well. So I would highly recommend that. I'll, I'll put a link in the in a, in the description of this podcast. Um, and other than that, it's, it's, as always, we just say, get out there, start thinking about companies you know. You know, we're talking about that. We, we've mentioned quite a few household stocks. The, the, and this is the other really good thing about this is you don't need to try and find some random pharmaceutical company that's, you know, the rumors are there are third level trials on this new drug. That's not what this is about. This is actually about finding those really good quality companies. Um, and they're not that hard to, 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 to get a list of them. But then, you know, the fun bit, as I say, is actually going through, working through exactly how Phil describes, um, working through what their market cap is, working through what the book value is, looking at their history, having to think like, yeah, Apple, will it go up? It probably will. You know, it has a good chance of going up. You know, what about other companies? Y you know, a lot more than a lot of other investors would do if you're using that product. So get out there and start learning. But I would definitely say, yeah, jump on the boot camp for that. Um, and yeah, any final thoughts, I suppose, to, to anyone who wants to get into value investing? Uh, boring can be better when you're looking at value investing. Usually the fun stuff is overvalued. Buy now, pay later, all overvalued. Yeah. But there's probably some semiconductor company in the United States that's still contributing massively to all our smartphones uh, yeah. that's undervalued because that's really unsexy. Great. And, and that's where you can win. Love it. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's, do you know what it is? It's a very sustainable way of generating money from the stock market. Like you don't have those highs and lows that you get with other investing types. And look, 
we've spoken before about the fact you might want a bit of fun. So you have a percentage of your portfolio is for the higher risk stuff. But honestly, value investing, we, we've talked about it a lot over the, so the last couple of years. It's, it's such a good way to get people just building money and doing it in a way that you can, you can actually get pretty consistent about how you're building money. You know how much is going to be almost coming in. You know, it's that kind of level of, um, of, of, of excellence and ease when, when, when you sort of really begin to understand what's happening. So oh, for uh, sure, and, and just yeah. with the the course as well, like, mm. I walk through calculating book value per share, showing you where to find it on online. Uh, I also explain the discounted cash flow. Uh, <clears throat> if guys have heard about that, how you apply that to stocks, um, and I also like chatting to people. Plenty of people have jumped on there before, and they've sent me a message on Facebook or sent a message to the page, and uh, we're, we're happy to continue doing that because it can be a bit of a complex topic sometimes. Mm. Um, so if you do jump on there, cheekinvestor.com forward slash value investing. Uh, it's only a $97 program for, for the 28 days. Um, yeah, more than happy to chat through things if guys have questions. Sweet. Awesome. Nice way to finish it. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we've yeah, slowly, slowly but surely building our listenership and we're delighted with that. Hopefully it means people are getting good advice. If anyone has any suggestions on topics or on people they want to hear from, um, send us a message, get onto our Facebook page, Cheeky Investor, um, or um, onto our website, send us a message, send Phil a message. We'll, we'll work out anything to answer any questions or help anyone out or get any topics that people want. Um, and as always, thank you very much for listening. We hope to uh, check you out next time. Cheers.